Two out of three falls. Hey, welcome to a new edition of Two Out of Three Falls here on the Cruise Control Podcast. Uh, Wednesday, January 10th, 2018. And I'm joined by Mr. Graham Matthews from Bleacher Report and Mark Raimondi from MMAFighting.com. Uh, Graham is also the host of the Wrestle Rant radio show. You can find him on Twitter at Wrestle Rant. Again, featured columnist for Bleacher Report. And Mark is the deputy managing editor for MMAFighting.com. Fellas, what's up, my man? How you doing? What's up, man? Well, you What's sound- going on, Randy? Very excited for the first ever triple threat match here on the show. Well, you you sound you sound very you sound more excited than than, than Mark right now, Graham. <laughs> I'm over here in LA. I'm very laid back. I'm relaxing. It's all yeah. good. It's all good. But yeah, that that's that's how LA gets down, right? Just laid back, chill, relax. You know, all day. Exactly. That's the only <laughs> way to do it. Um. I do. I do want to thank you guys for coming on um, at the same time, uh, talk some wrestling and stuff like that. Again, Mark, you're on Twitter at Mark um, underscore Raimondi, M A R C underscore R A I M O N D I, and again, Wrestle Rants for Graham and myself, Randy J. Cruz. So uh, we got the Royal Rumble coming up. I'm thinking about two weeks. The, the the card is starting to make its way and fill itself out. So right now, fellas, we have. Uh, as of yesterday, we got six matches on the card, two Rumble matches. We have the the triple threat match for the Universal title, Kane, Brock, and Strowman. We have the handicap match for the WWE title, AJ against KO and Sami Zayn. Uh, we're going to have the U.S. title tournament finals uh, between either Rude who is that? Mojo, Jinder, or Xavier Woods. I think we all know how that, how that's going to go down. Um, and two new matches added. The Raw Tag Team Championship. Um, the bar against Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan, which, you know, me and Grant know we're desperately not wanting to see that match. And the SmackDown Tag Team Championship <laughs> um, between the Usos and Chad Gable, Shelton Benjamin, and uh, no pun intended, two out of three false match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. So as of right now, if we take the Rumble matches, uh, you know, put them to the side, um, Graham, I'll start with you, knowing that we have four other title matches going on. Which of these title matches are you now most forward to looking mo- most looking forward to watching right now? Overall, I mean, I'm looking forward to this card. I mean, obviously the Rumble matches sell themselves. And the two title matches, you can't possibly get excited about a Braun Strowman Kane Brock Lesnar match in 2018. Now, I'm a big Braun Strowman fan, mm-hmm. but Kane and Brock Lesnar in the same ring in 2018, I just can't get excited about it. Styles Zane and Ellen should sell itself as well, but with the over reliance on Daniel Bryan and Shane and the shenanigans of the. Again, you, it's guaranteed to be just one big spot fest with all the authority figures running in and interfering. You know there's going to be shenanigans involved there as well. The, it is pretty good overall between the two tag team title matches, a very likely Cruiserweight Championship match, which is bound to be on the kickoff show. And um, the Rumble matches usually run about an hour each. It's a little less for the women. Um, so I'm interested to see what from the show. But overall, I'm liking the card. I think a lot of these matches 
could be very, very good. I mean, we've seen Rollins mix it up with the bar guys and um, the tag team division quite a bit recently, but they've always worked well together. The match I'm most looking forward to is easily a SmackDown tag team title match. Two out of three falls. Uh, just having pretty fun, but hopefully they can go all out in this encounter on pay-per-view with enough time, and I think it could very well steal the show. So I'm looking forward to the show overall. All right, Mark? I I am a little bit down on the trouble card, guys. I have to admit, uh, after watching uh, Wrestle Kingdom, New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom last week, which which is really one of the best wrestling shows that I've seen in quite some time, it's hard to get up for a main event involving Brock Lesnar and Kane in 2018. I mean, uh, <laughs> again, like like Graham said, Braun Braun is a is a breath of fresh air, and he's been fantastic, but. Those two guys, I mean, it, that, that's going to need to be laid out and, and choreographed perfectly as a match. Otherwise, it could go horribly wrong. And then you have uh, the SmackDown main event, which, you know, if, if it's AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn, you, you would expect that to be a, a fantastic match, maybe even a phenomenal match. Uh-huh. But it's a handicap match for a title. I mean, I'm not sure how that's going to work. Who wins the title if it owns your game wins? And then you're going to have the whole, the whole as, as Graham said, the whole shenanigans with... Dana Bryan and Shane McMahon. Timer going off in my laundry right now. See, my, even my laundry is not really bad. <laughs> and then we, we kind of <laughs> keep the balls against the bar so many times. You've seen Usos against uh, Gable and Benjamin. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of the Rumble. I like the Rumble matches. I, I'm sure that'll that'll be enjoyable and be entertaining. But I'm just not. I'm just not in love with this card. I, I, I have to be honest. So, Mark, I'll start with you um, this, uh, this time. Now. With the shenanigans possibly in their in their world title match with AJ, um, I think it can go one of three ways. Uh, I'll be shocked if they go two out of these ways. One, AJ retains. Two, that either KO or Sami Zayn win, like just one of them, or they do somehow they do a double pin, and somehow they just say, "Hey, look, listen, a double pin." Uh, we don't know who's the champion, but we know it's not AJ no more. It's down. It's down to KO and Sami Zayn. You're both the champions. Um, I doubt they would go that route because I think they they tried doing that at a separate pay per view with AJ Dean and John Cena, where Cena and, and Ambrose both pinned AJ, but they said the match got to continue. So um, the the bottom line is we don't know how this match is going to end. I think AJ is going to retain, but they could pull off where. KO and Sami Zayn both win, but they both got to share the title. Or they they're both gonna get in each other's way. Where bottom line, AJ is gonna uh, gonna win the belt. Um, Mark, do you think that they take the belt off of AJ into some shenanigans with KO and Sami Zayn, or does AJ retain? I mean, all, all those things you mentioned are are decent possibilities. And I don't like any of them. I mean, I think I think all that stuff is uh, is kind of kind of crappy, to be honest. I think that what what is most likely to happen is is Shane interfering on behalf of AJ and AJ winning the match, keeping the title. Mm. I just I mean, if it, if it goes any other way, I, I mean, maybe maybe they put it on, maybe they do what you said, and and, and Owens and and, uh, and Zane win, and there's some kind of confusion about who's the champion, and that kind of buys that kind of buys time. And then eventually AJ gets it back for the before WrestleMania and faces you know whoever wins the Rumble uh, at WrestleMania. Maybe that's what what goes down. But any of those options, I'm just not I'm just not as as in love with them as I would be if it was a regular match, a triple threat match or a one on one match. Because 
this is a storyline that's pushing that's pushing Shane McMahon uh, against Daniel Bryan, and those guys are not going to wrestle each other most likely. So what what is the point? Graham. That's exactly my question. I mean, Ricky, you and I have been talking about this four weeks now. What the hell is the point of this program? <laughs> yeah, it's you're very right. likely not going to end up with Brian wrestling. I mean, if that's not the end game in all of this, I mean, it's a waste of time, period, because it's not compelling television. Brian going heel is the worst thing they can possibly do. Uh, they can possibly do. And even Shane going heel. We've seen it before. How, how many times can we go back to the whole heel authority figure with Vince McMahon or Stephanie or Shane or who else? I mean, Triple H. You name them, they've gone heel and been an authority figure. So I'm so sick of the same storyline. At this time a year ago, AJ Styles was also the WWE champion going into the Royal Rumble right. with that awesome feud going on with John Cena. Mm-hmm. They had one of the best matches all year. And it was the most important prize on the entire show. It was the central focus of SmackDown was the WWE Championship. What a fucking concept. Having the championship, have the title, be the most important thing on the show. That's far from the case right now with Shane and Brian and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and everything else. They're not fully capitalizing off of AJ, who is by far, in my opinion, their greatest performer on either roster all-around best performer they have, yet they're not mm. fully capitalized on, uh, off of him as WWE champion. And they might screw it up by taking the title off of him two months in, the Rumble. And I love Owens and Zayn, but the real money going into WrestleMania is AJ walking in, no matter who he defends against, walking in as WWE champion. So even if he retains here with interference from Brian or Shane or Owens or, you know, Owens or Zayn or uh, Brian's wife, Brie Bella, or whoever, who cares? As long as AJ walks out with the championship, that's all that really matters. But I'm again, like I said earlier, I'm I'm uh, convinced that we will get interference from the authority figures. For what reason, I have no idea. Mm. Um, especially if it's not leading to a match. But even a Brian Shane match, you're going to bring Brian out of retirement for a match with Shane McMahon. Even that, just, who cares? They should be doing Brian versus anyone else in the roster, let alone Shane. So I don't know. I'm not too looking forward to this match because I don't have faith they'll do it properly. I've been I've been doing this thing back and forth with you and Mark on the show as it pertains to you know every week how do we view the final four or the winners of the rumble who are the the main possibilities and you know try to see if your answers change from week to week but right now we're again we're 2 weeks away from the rumble uh I've had you guys on 3 straight weeks I tend to annoy Mark when I say either John Cena or Roman Reigns is going to win the Rumble. Um, you do it on purpose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right. And then Grant would tell me maybe Nakamura is the, the, the clear-cut winner, and I'm trying to find different ways, different avenues of different people who could be uh, uh, the winner or in the Final Four. Now, as we stand two weeks away, and now we have, uh, I think, 10, 11 people officially announced in the men's rumble, 17 in the women's. Um, has anything changed with you with, uh, with you guys of who are the clear-cut winners in either rumble? Mark, I'll start with you. Uh, I mean, it's, it kinda, it's kind of the same thing we've been saying. I think that I think it's got to be Nakamura uh, or, or Roman Reigns. I, mean, yeah. I think that those are... Those are What's that? I say, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think. Uh, I mean, I, I don't. I don't want to see Roman Reigns win the Rumble, uh, but I do think it's going to be him against Braz on, on the Raw side for the Universal Title. Mm. Uh, and 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 I, I still think it's going to be Nakamura against AJ Styles because there's nothing else that makes sense at this point. 
uh, for, for SmackDown than that. I mean, everything else has kind of been done. And uh, to go back to the Daniel Bryan Shane thing, I just don't, I don't know what the payoff is going to be. Is it going to be like, I mean, Sami Zayn versus Shane or WrestleMania? Like, I don't know what the payoff is going to be. Daniel Bryan is not going to wrestle. Mm. We may see Daniel Bryan wrestle in 2018, but it's probably going to be at, uh, you know, the Bullet Club's uh, event on September 1st. They haven't announced the, uh, the, the venue yet, but they announced that they announced today they're going to be doing an event. Just, just them on September 1st. Uh, they're going to be running their own event. So that could be when we see Daniel Bryan. But it's going to be WrestleMania. So what, what, are, we, what are we doing here? Um, uh, but yeah, I, I think those two guys are probably the most likely candidates to win the Rumble. Graham? Yeah, I gotta say the same. I mean, it scared me. When I saw something earlier today that said the final two, which makes a lot of sense, and I hate to say it, Randy, you're gonna love saying this, but I saw someone say today that the final two could be Roman Reigns and John Cena. Could you imagine the reaction? The John Cena and Randy, uh, not Randy, or the Roman Reigns being the final two in the Rumble in Philadelphia? I would love after it. After that fucking disaster <laughs> from a few years ago? Like, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. We could be in for a show where Roman Reigns wins the Rumble again in Philly and Jinder Mahal walks out as the United States champion. That, could be the candidate one of the worst Rumbles I've ever seen in my entire life. So I hope that's not the case. Um, but the, the, the fact of the matter is that Roman Reigns does make sense. Mm. I'm not saying Roman doesn't make sense at all, but I feel like we're in for a Rumble like 2015 where there were a few different people that could win it, like a Balor or a Samoa Joe. They're not strong candidates, but mm-hmm. a case could be made with either guy going to SmackDown and going for the WWE title because the universal title is all lost with Roman and Brock. Um, but the top two, if not top three, candidates are Cena, Roman, and uh, Nakamura. And in 2015, it was Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. A lot like Nakamura, Daniel Bryan made sense, and people were convinced that he was going to win because it made too much sense. Mm. And, oh, you know, God, he's not ready. I mean, he's ready in 2018, but is he want to see win the Rumble again? I mean, he can still get to, you can still get from point A to point B with him winning the Elimination Chamber. He does not have to win the Rumble. Nakamura, I feel like, has to win the Rumble. Otherwise, it's all over for him. I don't know how he gets the WWE title if he doesn't win the Royal Rumble. And not to say that Nakamura needs to go for that championship for WrestleMania, but he makes the most sense. And there's not a bigger money match on SmackDown right now, right now than Nakamura versus AJ Styles. So I'm sticking with Nakamura and Roman Reigns. I'm going to say Nakamura for right now, but there are a few other viable contenders along with John Cena, Joe, and Balor at the moment. Now, I, a, a few things that, that might deter me from saying John Cena is going to win because when Samoa Joe won um, his whatever match on Monday, he kept, he, he kept saying John Cena's name, that, you know, I'm going to be in the Rumble, and he kept saying Cena. So in my head, I'm thinking like, all right, somehow, some way, Cena's not going to win because Samoa Joe can have, you know, something something to do with it to kind of set up a match at WrestleMania. And we, we seem... Uh, somewhere online of reports that John Cena is going to have a big time match at WrestleMania and that, that might be Samoa Joe. So again, we don't know that, but when Samoa does keeps mentioning Cena's name and I'm in the Rumble, then that, that gives me the indication that that might be the WrestleMania match that they might go to. Um, I don't know if you've seen this, Grant or Mark, but there's I saw a, a website that had a fast lane promotional video and in the video it said for the WWE championship and now fast lane is uh, a SmackDown pay-per-view and I think this this is in March I think or February one of those two 
for the championship is AJ Styles against Nakamura, Randy Orton, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. So that right there is already telling you, again, again, card might change, but that right there might be telling you that AJ is going to walk out the Rumble as champion, and the winner of the Rumble may not come from the SmackDown side if Nakamura, Orton, KO, and, and Zayn are in it. So just those little two tidbits out there. So Mark... Um, do you agree when I say the, the whole Samoa Joe John Cena aspect might be at WrestleMania and the fast lane video? I'm not sure if we've seen it, but that can kind of tell you what's going to happen from now till March. Yeah, it could be. I think that it, it does seem like they were going to go in the direction of a, of a Samoa Joe Cena uh, program, but apparently Samoa Joe's injured uh, from from what, I, yeah. from what I've read. Um, online. I'm not sure how that's going to affect things, so that could possibly uh, change plans. I mean, all this stuff is always fluid. And as far as the promo video, I mean, I don't know if, uh, if I put a whole lot of stock in that at this point. I mean, it's certainly possible. Mm. I do think the most likely alternative, uh, the most likely scenario is AJ winning um, and, and, uh, and keeping the title after the Rumble, but uh, I don't know how much stock I can put into, into that promo video. You never know. They, they could be working at all. <laughs> You're right. Graham? Yeah, I did see that a few weeks ago. I mean, it makes sense for a fast lane main event. Well, first of all, they shouldn't take the belt off of AJ in the first place, at least at this point in time. True. Um, and it also just makes no sense. And they did this last year, so not to say that it can't happen, but it seems so silly to me just to hot shot the WWE Championship back and forth before WrestleMania. So if they're going to put it on Owens and Zayn at Royal Rumble and give it right back to AJ to the fast lane pay per view, that to me would seem like a wait. Um, just keep it on AJ, and at that point, um, but yeah, it seems like a viable main event for the pay-per-view. I mean, no, it'll probably change because I don't know how you give Owens and Zayn a rematch mm -hmm. where if they win, I mean, obviously AJ would be in there, but then how do Orton Nakamura get involved in the championship picture? And then from there, how do you get to WrestleMania? And like, how does that further the storyline with AJ and Nakamura or Zayn and Owens? I don't know. That felt like a house show main event to me. So I feel like they just did that to advertise something with the top stars on SmackDown. So I don't really see that being the main event. Um, I'm not sure they would advertise that flat out. Like, they didn't advertise the people in the Elimination Chamber match last year um, before AJ and Cena even happened at the Rumble pay-per-view because they didn't know what was going to happen yet. I'm not sure even if the company knows what's going to happen yet. That's the thing. Um, the company doesn't know what they're going to do yet until, like, the day of the pay-per-view more often than not. So we'll find out from <laughs> yeah, the Rumble right. what they're going to be doing. But I, I see the championship staying on Styles probably through WrestleMania. I feel like there's no reason to take it off them before then. I want to ask you guys, and, and, and I'll start with Graham, I, I want to ask you, when it comes to this Women's Royal Rumble, and a lot of people are all for it, I, I'm all for it, it's something brand new, I'm pretty sure all of us want to see it and you know, see the outcome and see what kind of legends pop up and everything, but uh, Graham, can this Royal Rumble for the women, for the women, uh, kind of be a kind of be like a bad idea or like are you more like yeah i want to see it but i really hope that it doesn't go wrong for them whether they get they get thrown out over the top rope or someone gets hurt like can the can this you know on paper it can sound great but can it backfire on them for doing their first ever royal rumble I mean, it absolutely can. I think you can compare it to the women's money in the bank match, which I think a lot more people had uh, reservations. It's a much more extreme match, much more, much more dangerous. Mm -hmm. If you did that match five or ten years ago, the women in that match, would it would be terrible. But putting, like, Kelly Kelly in there would be a fucking suicide mission. So at least they're putting in those women, you know, that, that can wrestle. 
Um, so I think the match could be good. They have a really good roster of women. I'm not thrilled about Lana or Tamina being in a women's Royal Rumble. Um, that sounds like it could be a, a disaster. But taking those women out of the equation, um, I think it could be a good idea. The women's Money in the Bank ladder match was, was good. I don't think it was great. Um, but I think this one could be a lot better. It's wrong, of course. But I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, I think putting 30 women, women in there was not the best idea considering they only have 19 on the main roster. Mm. And people love the surprises, and that's fine. But how many surprises can you really have? Like, that's the thing. Um, I'm sure they'll make it work with people from NXT and names from the past. I heard earlier today that Molly Holly is like a set-in-stone candidate to oh, wow. compete in the Rumble, which is pretty cool. Uh, I'm hopeful they will deliver on it. And as long as Stephanie McMahon is not involved and they don't oh, make it all about her, I think it's a good idea. Mark? Yeah, I mean, I think I think you'll be fine. And, and I also thought in that, in that thing before about Molly Holly that Michelle McCool is also uh, rumored to be in, in the Rumble. I think it'll be some kind of uh, combination, like Grant said, of, of a, a couple of legends, a couple of uh, you know, a couple of uh, women from the past, and some people from NXT. Maybe we'll even get a maybe we'll get a Ronda Rousey sighting. I saw uh, on TNT today that Triple H and Ronda Rousey met. Um, in L.A., I think it was uh, last night or Tuesday night at a very lovely restaurant, not too far from uh, where I live. Uh, and uh, and um, I don't know, I don't know what that means. I'm not sure if it keeps with deal or not. But I mean, I do expect that to happen at some point um, between now and WrestleMania. I, I expect Roger Rousey to show up in some some form or another. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't think they're gonna have a problem going over the top rope. I mean, I'm sure that people like Nia Jax will. Uh, It'll be the whole, you know, seven or eight girls trying to throw Nia out, and she'll be tossed over gingerly. I'm sure. It'll, I'm sure it'll be. It'll be fine. Graham, did you notice how when when Mark said, you know, Triple H and, and Ronda Rousey had had lunch? You know, here in LA, just, mm-hmm. and and he just calmly said, you know, just you know, r- right around the corner from where I live. Oh, this is it's a great place, guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're in LA, I'll take you guys. Back. It's not even. It's not a. And, uh, and actually, it's not really a big celebrity place, so. I'm almost certain that someone involved gets off TMZ to be there because Pop Rossi don't hang out at this place. It's not like a, a, a fancy Beverly Hills place. I mean, I, I go there, so it can't be that fancy. Now, Graham, um, now, now there's a thing with, with the Rousey and the Rumble. It's like, all right, a lot, you know, 98% of people have Oscar winning this Rumble. Um, if let's just say hypothetically Ronda Rousey is in the Rumble. A, does she win? Two, does Oscar still win? And three, if Alexa Bliss is still the champion by WrestleMania, and Grant, we just saw Oscar and Alexa Bliss on Raw last week. So would they say, and plus that, that match wasn't all that great either. So do they keep the belt on Alexa until WrestleMania and do the whole Oscar thing again, which I highly doubt, or... You know, like like as of now, seventeen women or eighteen women are in the rumble. So you 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 got to try to find twelve outside people from NXT, some legends, a Ronda Rousey maybe. But if Ronda Rousey is in the Royal Rumble, does she win? And if not, does Oscar get the win and get Alexa at WrestleMania, or does she get somebody else for the belt at WrestleMania? I think it's a shoo-in. If Ronda Rousey is in the match, I think it's a shoo-in that she wins. I don't feel like, I don't I don't know if there's a possibility that she's in it, and she doesn't win. I feel like if she's making her first ever appearance on a WWE, in a WWE ring as a, as a wrestler, she's going to have to win. I mean, I love Oscar winning. I want Oscar to win. She's my pick as of right now. 
but that's just because we don't know if Ronda Rousey's going to be in it or not. Mm. But um, if Ronda's in it, she's got to win, no matter what people think about her. She's as legit as it gets. I know she lost and looked like a loser in her last two fights, but she's still a bigger star than 90% of the roster, male or female, True. so she would have to win the match. Mm. Um, I feel like it would be a better scenario, like last year, where people thought Joe would be in the Rumble, he might win it. And instead, he showed up on Raw the next night. I think you could do something similar with Ronda, where she's not in the Women's Rumble, but she shows up on Raw or SmackDown, probably Raw, either the next night or you know soon after the the next pay per view, Fastlane Chamber, whatever, um, to kind of step forward her WrestleMania match. She will be a part of WrestleMania. I have no doubt about that. But I would go with Oscar winning with Oscar and Alexa Bliss. That to me, and I, I told you this weeks ago, even well before the match and Raw even happened, mm. the match wasn't good. I didn't think it would be good. I like Alexa Bliss in the ring. She's really not that good, and I love Alexa. But as a wrestler, she's not great. Um, I think Oscar and honestly Paige, as I've said before here on the show, would be a better, more WrestleMania worthy match. You know, Paige is currently hurt. I think she might be out of the Women's Rumble because of that injury, unfortunately. Um, but I think she should and could be cleared by the next pay-per-view. She can beat Bliss there for the belt, and they've teased it on Raw anyway. Oscar beating Paige for the belt to Mania, to me, makes the most sense, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to Oscar beating Bliss, because that just, it would be over in five minutes, and it's not a great match. So that's how I would book the WrestleMania women's match for Raw. All right, Yeah, Mark. that's actually, exa- that's exactly what I what I was going to say, honestly. I think uh, I'm... I'm I'm thinking in the exact same direction as you, Graham. I think that Oscar wins it if Rousey's not there. If Rousey's there, yeah, I mean, of course she has to win. Uh, I I would I would even venture to say that she's a bigger star than anyone on the roster. I mean, when when was the last time a WWE uh, talent did a did a million pay per view buys? You know, for on pay per view. I mean, Brock did it at UFC 200. But that was also with a, with a big card around him. Mm. Uh, Rousey is 13 months ago uh, coming off a loss where she looked terrible and uh, no, no one uh, that anyone's ever heard of on that card with her really but for the most part I mean she's a, she's a massive star an A-list star up until uh, you know her loss I think she was really massive so yeah I mean if she's going to be a match in WWE her first match she's certainly going to win it and and I'm with you with Alexis too I, I think that I think Bliss will probably I mean she's going to she's going to have the title for a little bit but I'm not in love with the Oscar Bliss uh, match as far as in ring, mm-hmm. I do think that as far as like a, a money match, I think that Oscar versus Alexa Bliss is, is maybe a bigger one because I think they they push Alexa as a bigger star. But as far as in ring goes, yeah, there's no doubt Oscar versus Paige is, is a better match for WrestleMania. Hopefully, uh, Paige can can uh, you know kick her injury issues because there there have been quite a bit of those lately for her and uh, she can she can be there. But I mean, if it's Oscar versus Alexa, if they give her enough time, I think Oscar is a good enough wrestler to carry her to at least a decent match if it does go that way. So, Mark, now, you know, two weeks ago when I had you on and we mentioned Triple H and, and, and you know, uh, Ronda Rousey coming to, to the company and Triple H, has, Triple H said, well, you know, that's news to me. Two weeks later, he's in your hometown having dinner or lunch with, with Ronda Rousey. I, I, would, I would assume try to get her on board before the Rumble. Now, let's say they do get that done in time. And she's in the Rumble. Let's say she wins the Rumble, hypothetically. And I think we spoke about it before, but now we're, we're, we're really close to, 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 uh, to the Rumble. If she, if she wins it, is she automatically going after the Raw title? Or you know the SmackDown 
title holder is Charlotte. So what's the bigger match, whether it's uh, Alexa slash maybe Paige, or does Rousey say, you know what, I won the Rumble, but I want Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania? Which is the, the more obvious route that she will go? I mean, yeah, there's definitely a couple options they could go with. They've already started kind of planting a seed for a Rousey-Charlotte program now. That doesn't have to, have to happen right away. It really all depends on how long Rousey's going to be around. If she's going to be on, like, a Lesnar schedule where she, you know, she runs with two pay-per-views a year, and she's and she's going to be and she's going to be around for a bit. Then maybe you can put the Charlotte thing on the back burner and come back to it. Uh, if you've noticed, Oscar's been using the armbar quite a bit in her matches. She's been finishing. She's been finishing her matches with the armbar. That is uh, Rousey's move. That is that is the thing that made her right. famous in the UFC. I don't know if that's a coincidence. Maybe it's not. Maybe maybe Rousey wins the women's rumble if it happens. I still don't think she'll be there for that. I don't. I don't think there's enough time. I mean, it's still it's still so. Soon, um, if she's there, she wins. Us maybe wins the title at, at the next one at Elimination Chamber from from Alexa Bliss, and then it's Rousey versus Oscar at at, uh, at WrestleMania, which would be really interesting. You really, uh, I mean, I, I just don't. I, I'm still, I, I I can't really even picture it in my mind's eye because I'm so used to Rousey, you know, fighting in the UFC. I just don't know what kind of worker she'd be in 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 WWE. I mean, I know she's been training in pro wrestling. Uh, for the last, I would say at least six months, uh, maybe a little bit longer than that. But I mean, how, what does that what does that mean? And then how good is she? She's obviously a great athlete, but I, you never know. I, I I don't know. I'm I'm still having trouble kind of processing that. That's gonna happen. All right. Um... I guess according to Graham, he, he he has Jinder Mahal becoming the new U.S. champion at the Royal Rumble. He's he's sounded very distraught when he said it. So Graham, uh, <laughs> right? You know, it, it, we're down to, we're down to Rude, uh, Mojo, Jinder, and Xavier Woods. Uh, the final four, and I guess you know the finals will be at the Rumble. So. You, you're you're already saying gender, and I'm assuming Bobby Roode will be in the final. So you're already saying gender is the U.S. champion automatically come Rumble time, right? I'm a big believer in Bobby Roode. I think he can get to the main event level eventually, and I just think that United States Championship is the perfect next step for him. Though, like I said earlier, I think that championship is going to Jinder Mahal at the Royal Rumble. The same guy that put the fucking WWE title on for six months, mm. that didn't stop them from taking the title off him any sooner, which they should have. Obviously, they didn't. Um, I do think his gimmick, though, for as much shit as I've given Jinder in the past, I think the guy is perfect at the mid-card level. Something they should have done before they ever put the WWE championship on him, if at all. Um, I think it's a gimmick that works at that level. It just does nothing to intrigue me. Not only are we looking only here at the Rumble, this kicks off really the road to WrestleMania. So where are they going with these guys? Are they going to build to a gender Dolph Ziggler match at WrestleMania? God forbid if that's the... Uh, direction they're going with this, but just anything involving Ziggler coming back and chasing the championship, even if it's Bobby Roode, then they're done that. It's time to move on. Like, we need to move on to fresh faces in that scene. Bobby Roode, I know the guy's 40 years old, mm-hmm. but he's a fresher face than Ziggler or anyone else in that U.S. championship picture right now. Jinder, again, been there, done that. I feel like they gave him the ball, they dropped it. Time to move on. Go with someone that has real potential in that brand. Don't just give the belt up. The main event scraps. That's what they did with, uh, and I love James and Owens, but they did nothing for that championship a few months ago. They gave, they gave it to Corbin for a few months. Help his stock whatsoever. So why will it be any different for, for Jinder? I think Bobby, if they give him the opportunity to talk and to wrestle, which they haven't done so far for the most part on SmackDown, 
I think he can really run with it. So hopefully the end game is getting the championship on him. But I do think right now they're going to put him in chase mode and have the belt go to Jinder at the Rumble. All right, Mark. Yeah, I, uh, unfortunately, I have to agree again with uh, with Graham. I know this is, not, this is probably not making for great radio here, but <laughs> I think you have the money. I think it's probably going to be Ginger. I mean, I hope it's not. Again, I, I hope it is Bobby Brood. Uh, but, I mean, eventually Dolph Ziggler will probably get back into the picture. I mean, uh, that, that's, that kind of makes sense with the storyline. And we've already seen Ziggler versus Brood so many times that uh, Ziggler versus, uh, you know, Jinder Mahal makes no sense to me. I'm not really sure what will happen. I think what is most likely to go, to go down is probably some half-baked multi-man match in, in uh, WrestleMania. It'll probably be like a, you know, a fatal four-way or something like that. How about giving, like, Xavier Woods, you know, some, some, some giant? How about giving, I mean, I would, I would, I'd I'd be fine with Bobby Roode, but again, you know, Ziggler against Roode makes no sense. And how about Mojo Raleigh? He's, he's doing, first of all, his, his Twitter promos, are actually better than than ninety yeah. percent of the promos on WWE TV right now. Give that man the ball. I mean, he he he's a, he's a, he's fresh. I mean, he he's a pretty good. He's a decent worker. You know, he, he's got a good promo. He's not scripted. Uh, I mean, let's, let's let's you know give the ball to somebody fresh and new. Not, not again, not Jinder Mahal, who we've already seen what he could do. I, I don't mind him, like Ram said, as a, as a big card act with his. I mean, I don't even know what what, what he's doing right now, but. I, I don't think the the United States title uh, is really that that should be the that should be the belt to me that elevates someone from the lower mid card. You know where's Ty Dillinger at? Like I mean, where are <laughs> these, these people should be involved in, yeah. in, in the U.S. title uh, conversation? My thing is this: How do you have a U.S. title tournament on SmackDown and there's no Biggie, there's no Rusev? And it's like Rusev was like a two with a two three time whatever U.S. champion, uh, you know, coming in on, on a freaking tank at WrestleMania. He, he can't get into this eight man, <laughs> this eight man tournament for for the for the title. I, I guess I guess maybe again if Jinder wins and it's like you know with with the, everybody on Rusev's side, if if Jinder goes to WrestleMania as the U.S. champion. Maybe the money match is him and Rusev, which is the match that I would have thought would have happened a long time ago. Um, I don't know what direction they're going to go into. Uh, there's no guarantee that Ginger is going to win, but um, I, I I don't know. I, I, I don't see Xavier Woods as champion for for the U.S. title. Uh I like the 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 you know uprising of Mojo Rawley uh, recently. And hey hey fellas. His Twitter promo that that Mark mentioned might have been any promo I've seen recently from Bray Wyatt and the freaking broken Matt Hardy character, which I'm not really a fan of right now. I don't know how you feel, but uh, I'm a little down on that. Anybody? Is that for me? <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> Anybody? I'm the, not a fan the, of the, the, the broken Bray Matt Hardy stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I, I, uh, I feel like the 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 woken Matt Hardy was. Uh, I think. Uh, I, if, if, if he was if he was given kind of the ability to just kind of go with it like he was in TNA and, and he had the, he had kind of the backing of creative to just let him do what he wants to do, I think that'll be fine. But mm. now it's like it sounds like a watered down version of what they were doing in TNA. Right. Uh, and uh, Bray Wyatt hasn't been interesting to me, and in, I mean I think two years. So I mean I'm I'm not I'm not feeling all that. I mean fine in a big card, whatever. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not really into that whole that whole deal. Graham, how you feel about the Broken Man Hardy stuff? 
Hey, you know what? I'm enjoying it just because I love the stuff in CNN. So far, it has not been lighting the world on fire. But you know what? It's better than having my guy job out every week, the fucking Elias. Or having him lose to Kurt Hawkins or whatever the hell he was doing before. Because the guy was doing a whole lot of nothing without his brother around. So at least they're finally doing something with him. Mm -hmm. It's not the most compelling television I've ever seen. The laugh walk was beyond stupid, to be honest with you. But you know what? It's something. At least they're trying something. It seems like he has... Some creative freedom over the character, I can't say for sure, but it seems like he, he's got his promos down. Like, the real thing that got the character over, what they need to get back to in TNA, wasn't the match. The promos that he filmed on his fucking compound at his house. The whole, oh, brother Nero, I knew you'd come, all that other shit. Yeah. Final deletion was the only reason why the broken Matt Hardy character worked. It wasn't any in-ring promos. It wasn't the fucking laughter, I'll tell you that much. It was the stuff that he filmed at his house that yeah. got over the character. If they can go back to doing that, I think he can work. So far, it's fine. It's getting over. I see money in that character. With the whole delete shit and whatever. Didn't make much money in TNA because it's, it's TNA. They just don't make money and they have awful exposure. But WWE, I think it's a great vehicle to get this gimmick over if they do it right. So far, again, has not been wonderful, as Matt Hardy would say, but it's getting there. I'm going to give it time with Bray Wyatt. Randy, I'm sorry. I know you love the guy. I have not given a shit about this guy in at least three or four years. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not him. It's just the handling of the, how they're um, booking him and how they have booked him for like three or four years now. It's just WrestleMania loss after WrestleMania mm-hmm. loss. I think we might as well just start taking bets right now. Who's he going to lose to this year? Kurt Hawkins, Mojo Rawley? Like, the guy's a loser right now. So I think Matt Hardy's got to win the feud, but it's not doing Bray Wyatt any favors. I mean, this has been a decent feud, but Bray Wyatt, in the end, we all know, doesn't take a crystal ball to know that the guy's going to lose. No, you're right. Uh, I, I've been the biggest Bray Wyatt fan for for so long, and it's like when you get, you know, him winning that chamber match last year, and you, and you think, you know, all right, great. Now Bray Wyatt finally won his first ever singles title, and then the whole thing with Orton and uh, the, the 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 freaking bugs in the middle of the ring. Then you get the House of Horrors, and it's like, all right, boom. Then he, then he goes to Raw, which I think was a bad move for even trading him and Ambrose and the Miz, they all should have stayed on SmackDown. But now he's in this, in this thing with, with, with Matt Hardy. And it's like, Hey, my thing is, you know, a lot of Matt Hardy fan or broken Matt Hardy fans expect Matt Hardy to win. And again, that'll be another loss for Bray Wyatt in, in, in the freaking column. And it's like, all right, so now Bray Wyatt can't lose to everybody on this roster. He, he has to beat somebody. You mean to tell me not everybody's better than him. <laughs> Matt Hardy is 40 Kurt plus Hawk years old. Kurt Hawkins can, can, can beat Bray Wyatt right now. And, and, and that bothers me because I'm like, and again, it's, it's not on Bray. Like like Graham said, it's not on Bray. It's just like they just have nothing for him. And, and Graham, by the way, did did, did you notice like when 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 Matt Hardy came out and he's the broken character? They had the freaking uh, Hardy Boys uh, colored Triton on, on the freaking video on, on, the, on Titantron. <laughs> I'm like Matt seriously, was not happy about that. If you go on his Twitter, he's like, I'm going to delete this obsolete mule or whatever the fucking actor. Oh, so yeah, God. he was kind of mad about that. I tweeted about that myself. It's like, how did you let that slip? You give him the whole theme song and everything. But you can't change up a fucking graphic. Like, how does that work? <laughs> but hopefully they fix that next week. Um, all right, Mark. The Miz. He came back on Raw. Uh, Going to get a rematch for the Intercontinental title against Roman Reigns at Raw 25. I think that's in two weeks. Um <sighs> Now again, my theory is I told you long, I told you a while back that 
Roman Reigns should lose the Intercontinental title prior to the Rumble or even at the Rumble than be in the Rumble and win. So now I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that, that Roman Reigns uh, retains um, at Raw 25 against The Miz. Now, what do you think? Do you think The Miz regains the title or do you think that since it is Raw 25, they're going to make a big whole thing about it, that Roman Reigns still keeps the Intercontinental Championship? I mean, they can go either way. I mean, I think that eventually Roman will have to lose that title uh, to someone. I mean, the, the Miz kind of makes sense. I, I feel like he is, he, I mean, I'm, I'm, I have mixed feelings about it. Because right? I think that he does elevate the title um, to a good spot. And, and usually mm-hmm. when he is a champion, there are there are programs that have stakes. And he's obviously phenomenal on the plane. Um, and he and he can he can raise the, the, the you know, the, the level of, of the character that he's going up against is as far as popularity. Um, but he doesn't necessarily need the Intercontinental title to do any of those things. I mean, he, he's fine on his own, and it can kind of bounce around to somebody else. I'm not really sure what they're going to do, but if Roman Reigns is going to wrestle for the Universal title at WrestleMania, which many people think he's going to do, he will have to drop that belt uh, at some point, and maybe it makes sense to do it uh, at the Raw 20th anniversary against the Miz. I mean, that's certainly a possibility. Right. Graham? Yeah, I'm pretty much banking on a title change here. I mean, it's both a good thing and a bad thing because we were here on the show about a year ago talking about why, honestly, like this might sound ridiculous in retrospect, why Miz should have won that Royal Rumble. He had just dropped the championship. I think it's Dean Ambrose. And it's like, okay, this guy has no real WrestleMania match in mind right now. Having him go for the WWE title after the amazing work that he did in 2016 made the most sense to me at the time. But I mean, the whole Cena stuff and whatever worked out well too. But it's like the guy should be main eventer by now. He's not going to get that spot on Raw. And he's really carried Raw on his back along with Braun Strowman and Samoa Joe for the better part of the past nine months. And having him you know, be Intercontinental Champion again for like the eighth time, like that's not even an exaggeration. I'm pretty sure he's been already... I mean, that's that's good and all. He also played the championship with Mark. But mm-hmm. I feel like, again, been there, done that. We, we've seen this so many times with a guy. Right. It's time for something new. We need to either have him go face maybe, which I know he was in the grip a few years ago, but you know what? Oh, maybe no. having Ross turn on him and join up with a lot. Hey, you know what? I can walk. I can walk with an Elias Miz feud. I can get behind that. If yeah. this is the baby face. That yeah. could be a decent feud. It would help elevate Elias, especially if it's over the Intercontinental Championship and this is a baby face. People are cheering him anyway, so why not? Um, or bringing him over to SmackDown and having him win the championship there, breathing the briefcase here. Got a different things you can do with them than the same old, same old with him winning the ice title. But a lot like he did at Raw anniversary show. I do think at the 25th anniversary show, uh, 25th anniversary of Raw, he's going to be winning the. He was He's the first one at Raw when it was a few years back. Uh, I don't re- I don't recall anything else from SmackDown that was really worth talking about, and the same for Raw, <laughs> um, except. Yeah, the, what, when are we talking the new beginning in Sapporo, Randy? Come on, let's get let's go on that bandway. Bandway. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> um, Ballot Club, they beat you know the fake Shield with Jordan. Um, oh, you mean uh, the, the group that originated in, in New Japan? That's right. Oh, you mean the, oh, you, you were talking New Japan? <laughs> oh, you mean oh, you mean the group that most casual fans don't know who they are before they got here? Yeah, sure, them. 
you may want to look at the uh, the t-shirts at Raw at SmackDown, all the book club shirts. I, I would, I'd be willing to bet you there are more Bullet Club shirts than any other merchandise at any WWE event at this point. Okay, Mark, let me ask you a question. When you're out in the streets of, uh, of Los Angeles, California, on the beach, on the on the boardwalk, yes. Venice Beach, how many Bullet Club shirts do you do you see out there? Well, I don't see any wrestling shirts, oh. but I, I, the merchant, I would I would say there's a, a good a chance to see a Bullet Club shirt, especially in L.A. Uh, than there is than there is the see a WWE shirt. Maybe in like middle America you'll see a WWE shirt, but in L.A. Maybe, you know, you'll definitely see a Bullet Club shirt, just as I would say, just as frequently as a WWE shirt. Okay, time out. If you go out tomorrow, and the likelihood of seeing uh, a Bullet Club shirt. A NWO shirt or this Austin three sixteen shirt. What's the most likely shirt you're bound to see if you're walking outside tomorrow? Is if people had it on? I mean, I haven't seen I haven't seen any of those shirts in quite a while. I would say I, I again I would say a Bullet Club shirt is just as likely for me for me to see. I mean, it's the it's the it's the uh, number one bestseller in Hot Topic right now, my friend. Come on, Hot Topic. Uh, <laughs> right. Hot, That's right. You're telling me hot topic compared you to what you don't WWE? Shop hot topic, Randy? Come on, man, get with it. Uh, time out, time out, time out. <laughs> time out. You mean so you can, you're going to compare hot topic to WWE.com to, for Austin shirt, for uh, for a Rock shirt, for a DX shirt, for a Hulk Hogan shirt? Really, Mark? You're going to tell me Bullet Club is, is, is you, on you the just, same you level? You all inactive wrestlers who haven't. It doesn't wrestled. matter. You said wrestling shirts. <laughs> You said wrestling shirts. I, it doesn't matter. And then you know what? You know, you know what's so funny? They're inactive for how long? And they still outsell the Bullet Club. They still outsell. 20 years later. Okay. And and that, to me, that's actually to me that's actually more of a, a statement on WWE's lack of ability to build a new star. If, if those are the shirts that are doing it. If, if we're talking about Bullet Club versus Hogan, Rock and Austin. That's a big problem for WWE, man. I'm telling you. You started I'm because I'm, I'm, I'm much more. I'm, I'm not going to see. I'm definitely going to see a full club shirt over over a John Cena or a Roman Reigns shirt. There's no doubt about that. Okay, I, I, then 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 let's go there. Roman Reigns, current guy. Roman Reigns, John Cena. Okay, they still not out. They they, they still uh, Bullet Club don't outsell. Maybe them. I'm like maybe I'm like an eight year old kid. I'd see, I'd see a John Cena shirt, but on a, on a grown adult, I'm more likely to see a Bullet Club shirt. Okay, one more before I get to Graham. Mark, do you own a Bullet Club shirt right now? <laughs> I actually do. I do. Oh. I haven't worn it in a while, but I've. Oh. I've worn it. Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Because I would rather wear my uh, Tomohiro Ishii shirt or my uh, Naito shirt than. A Bullet Club shirt. I didn't even know they made one of those. Bullet Club. Bullet Club is too mainstream. I'm, I'm a hipster. Remember, I have to wear. I have to wear the more obscure New Japan wrestlers. G- Graham, chime in, please, because this guy. I, I I love Mark, but this is this is crazy. <laughs> you're missing. You're missing out on the best wrestling in the world, man. You're really <laughs> Graham. Dude, I'm telling you, Randy, I love it, but I have seen just as many Bullet Club shirts as I have WWE shirts out in the real world, outside of wrestling shows. I have seen a lot, not only Bullet Club, but like a lot of Kenny Omega shirts. I went to a, a Comic-Con a few months ago. Again, not really like the real world, maybe, but like mm-hmm. of all the wrestling shirts I saw there, Batista was there, Christian was there, a lot of high-profile wrestlers. Wow. Saw maybe one Batista shirt. 
So a couple of, like, you know, the, the replica titles, every wrestling fan I saw there was wearing a fucking Bullet Club shirt. I'm like, is there, like, is Cody Rhodes here or something? People are like, no, I just like Bullet Club. <laughs> this is crazy. I saw Cody Rhodes shirts. I saw Kenny Omega, Marty Skrull, like, the Bullet Club is hot right now. And the mm. crazy thing is you've been around for five years. Dude, Randy, you're going to hate me for saying this because I know you love WCW. But Bullet Club is way hotter than NWO was their entire run. Okay, maybe not at the beginning, but like they've had more longevity than the NWO ever did. And I think that's a fact. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I can't quite remember exactly when I, when I was younger and NWO was going on. I know that I was a huge fan of it. And I had an NWO shirt, um, but uh, but man, Randy, I'm telling you, man, you need to you need to open up your eyes. It's 2018, baby. It's, it's this is this is the this is the uh, the era of the internet where you can watch all these all these guys perform and the level of, of wrestling and the popularity. Um, you know, no, New Japan making as much money as WWE. No, uh, you know, Ring of Honor making as much money as WWE. No, but it doesn't mean you can't watch the product and enjoy it and, 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 and say objectively that the in-ring quality of work is just as good and many times, in many cases, better than WWE. And, and Bullet Club is, is uh, the wrestlers are, are obviously great and, and it's the hot, I think it's the hottest, it's the hottest brand and not non-promotion, you know, not WWE, not New Japan, but it, like the, the hottest brand in, in pro wrestling. I don't think there's any doubt about it. I, I still cannot believe at the blasphemy that that Graham just said two minutes ago about the NWO, <laughs> I'm still getting over that. Graham, you you need to repeat what you just said before I go further. Repeat what you said. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. Bullet Club more longevity than the NWO. Bullet Club has better members than fucking Virgil and whoever <laughs> else joined that shit ass faction at the end. There, I am sorry, Vince Russo. Are you kidding me? Marty Skrull will kick Virgil's ass any day of the week. I'm telling you. It's ridiculous. Also, the question. Also, how about this? In order to freshen up their storylines, WWE had to put together three guys who started the Bullet Club in, in New Japan, in, in Finn Balor, Carl Anderson, and, and oh Luke Gallup. Oh, my God. I mean, that's, that, it's not... It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's not the Balor Club. It's, it's the Bullet Club. That's who they were in Japan. And WWE is, is capitalizing on who they were in Japan. Shinsuke Nakamura is one of the top stars in, in WWE. AJ Styles is the best wrestler in WWE. Why is he the best wrestler in WWE? Maybe maybe because he went to New Japan for a few years and honed his skills and got better there. He was very good at TNA, obviously, but he had some incredible matches in New Japan. Some of the best matches I've ever seen in New Japan. And now he's, you know, one of the biggest draws in WWE. So you can't tell me that there is something going on over there um, that, that that's helping guys out and, and it's becoming a big deal. It's the internet age, you know. Japanese wrestling has always been fantastic, but we could never really watch it, you know. We have to, like, you know, trade tapes in the 90s, you know. I, I, didn't, I never did that. But now you can watch it on, on the internet and it's, and it's phenomenal. It's fantastic stuff. Graham, do you, do you hear the joy in Mark's voice when he's talking about this whole New Japan, Nakamura, AJ, Bullet Club? and Do you hear the joy <laughs> in his voice? <laughs> or is it, is it just me? Man, Randy, I'm it was amazing. <laughs> Yo, He's got a great point. Mark, I mean, Mark. you look at you got to look at the timeline. You got to look at the timeline here. When AJ left TNA, did he get a call from Paul Levesque? Did he get a call from Triple H? No, he didn't. I mean, he was a great wrestler at that point, like Mark said. But no, he got shit on his ass. We in the home. He didn't get a call from WWE. They didn't want him. 
it was only after his New Japan run they're like, ah, we see how good this guy is. We saw his matches with uh, with Nakamura and Okada and everyone else over there. We're gonna give this guy a call. Same thing with Adam Cole Bay Bay. Same thing with Nakamura, like Mark said. There's a lot of people in the company right now that own their skills over in Japan, New Japan, whatever. Uh, so I think New Japan yeah, is very much responsible for uh, a lot of this, a lot of the success in WWE right now. Hey, 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 Mark! Breaking news: Wrestle Kingdom 12 just finished 10 minutes ago. <laughs> that, that's not true because I would I would not be on the call right now. I would be sitting there <laughs> watching it. I, I stayed six, up all night to watch uh, six to hours watch that. of wrestling. You know Kingdom. what? Not a single regret. Not one. Not one regret. Okay, tell me real quick before I wrap it up. So, so Graham, you're telling me that the Bullet Club is better than the NWO based on longevity? Uh, no. Okay, overall, no. I am saying that the Bullet Club has better longevity. I'm not saying it's a better group. I'm just saying it has better longevity. We are five years into the Bullet Club, and they're still the hottest thing going, and have been better booked than WCW's NWO, which the wheels fell off that thing. A year, two years in, I think, would be, would be generous. Generous to say it was uh, still hot after two years. And when they brought it to WWE, it, it fell flat. So I got to give it to the Bullet Club for general longevity. But overall, better group. I got to go with the NWR. Too sweet. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, the, 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 the continuity has gone from uh, Finn Balor uh, to AJ Styles to now Kenny Omega. We're talking about three of the three of the biggest stars in pro wrestling right now. I mean, you can't. It's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to really discount what they've done. Hey, hey, fellas! I, I I love both of you, but this is <laughs> this is crazy right here. Oh my god! They they the black and white t shirts. They 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 took the two sweet from the NWO. It's like, come on, how, how can it be better than the NWO? Longevity or not, it's like uh, they they weren't in the best company in the world, right? Now, New Japan, the, right? The, the, this guy better the, match it though. Listen, I can, I, I've always told Graham, for me, the matches come second. Number one comes the, the, the impact, the storyline, the rivalries, how it affects the world of professional wrestling. When the NWO came in 95, 96, they changed the landscape of, of, of the wrestling world where they had, they, they had to make McMahon change his whole ordeal. Like, we got to get this, we got to get that. That's where DX, uh, DX came in. There, there, there's no DX without the NWO. Regardless of what people say, and there's no Bullet Club without DX, NWO, and and, and other factions. So my thing is, do they have better wrestlers? They probably do, but as, as far as impactful, you, you, you're gonna tell me Finn Balor and uh, a Gallows Anderson compared to 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 D, uh, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Hulk Hogan, and, and those guys, <coughs> and the impact they had 20 years ago. Come on now, they got a better. They've had a better impact. I mean, the NWO definitely had a bigger impact. I mean, we've talked about it before. They, they changed the landscape of pro wrestling in 1996. But to be fair, Hulk Hogan, Diesel, Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall were already huge stars. Finn Balor, I mean, AJ was a big star anyway. But the Bullet Club has made a lot of stars with the people that have been in that group. The people that were not stars before they joined the Bullet Club. But the NWO... They already had the star power, and anyone else who joined after that was a fucking schmuck for the most part. Um, <laughs> so I got to say, Bullet Club was more responsible for creating stars. Not a bigger impact, like you had said, Randy. I agree with that. Mm. But I will say that Bullet Club has created more stars. Also, when was the last time a non WWE 
brands as far as a, whether it's a faction or it's a, it's a wrestler has gotten over the way they have. I mean, they don't have they don't have the promotional push of the social media that that WWE has. I mean, they have their 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 social media imprint is like absurd. Um, Bullet Club is very it's it's done organic it's been done organically and then really it's it's since it's really since uh, the Young Bucks and and uh, Kenny Omega and now Cody Rhodes have kind of taken the reins of, of the Bullet Club and they've they made like a social media sensation. And, and when was the last time you saw that? Uh, you know, even in WWE, I mean, to, to make a brand as, as popular as it is now. Adult, I mean, they're selling so, so much merch, it's, like, it's absurd. And, and by the way, Hot Topic sells WWE stuff, too. And those stuff far, far outsells that. Yeah, only only you would know about that. <laughs> not me and Graham. Not me and Graham. And then and then so so you. Hey man, reading what reading is your friend. That's a, that's a good Dave Meltzer line. Got to got to read. Got to read the, the good stuff and to know to know what to talk about. So by the way, next week we're talking all about PWG. I'm going P- PWG on Friday night. It's gonna be amazing. Well, you you and Graham can have your own little show without me because I'm, I'm not watching that. <laughs> no, you have your little FaceTime whatever without me. Yeah, every, every, every major, every major star right now in, in WWE outside of guys have been there for a long time. Uh, key from PWG, so don't, don't, uh, don't and, start and that. You know what amazes me, Graham? And I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you guys go. Um, after this, you, you know, Graham, I, Graham is what 21, 22, right? 22. Yep. Okay, now 22 I, years old. Okay, no, okay, time out. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> now I can expect the Bullet Club answers from him. You, Mark, on the other hand, are near my age. So you've seen Attitude Era. You've seen Rufus Aggression Era. You've seen the Monday Night yeah. War. You've seen all that. And you still want to put the Bullet Club over the NWO. That's crazy. No, I, I, never, I, never, I never said that. I never said that. I'm not, not putting them over the NWO. I'm saying, I'm saying you just in the them 10 day. minutes ago. What was that? You just vouched for Bullet Club ten minutes ago, telling me this and that, and then Marty Scroll and the Ballas and this, and you 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 try to really really sell me that the Bullet Club was on the same level at least as the NWO. I'm I'm not I'm not saying they're on the same level as the NWO because they wouldn't exist after the NWO. I'm saying in the present day, it is it is the hottest brand in pro wrestling that's not a a pro wrestling promotion. Um, and it's outside WWE, and that has not been done probably WCW. Was the, the, the Kenny Omega Chris Jericho match? That was the, that was the hottest non WWE match probably since WCW existed. Would, would, would we would we all agree there? Uh, yeah, it was great. Yeah, great match. I I told Grand that last week. I think I told you that too last week. It was pretty good. Yeah. But I mean, just the attention that it got. I mean, it got it got huge mainstream attention. And, and when was the last time they got WWE match? I wonder why, kind of Mark. I wonder why it got a lot of attention because the same match he had with um, Okada last year had more people saw this match. And I wonder why, Mark. I wonder why. Who who, well, yeah, who was Omega fighting? Yeah. Who was Omega fighting? Obviously, obviously, Chris, Chris Jericho. Jericho made his name in WWE. Thank you. Of course, of course, but. If Chris Jericho went and had a match, you know, against someone else, it wouldn't have been as big. But because of oh, Kenny Omega, God. you know, it's a name that a lot of people are starting to know. Oh man, because of Kenny. It takes man. it takes two to tango. Chris Chris Jericho wasn't in huge matches in WWE, you know, at this point. He wasn't he wasn't mm-hmm. getting he wasn't getting matches that were being buzzed about even in WWE. 
Well, because Kenny Omega was a guy that a lot of people are starting to hear about, but being his matches, you know, they, they know, you know, they know the Bullet Club, and he goes out and does that, and it was it was an amazing program, you know, mm-hmm. a short program. It was a fantastic match. I mean, there is, believe it or not, there is great wrestling outside WWE. Turn off, turn off, put SmackDown on mute for a second and, and fire up the new, fire up the internet machine, Randy. Come on, man. Hey, listen, for the record, Graham, know that me and him go back and forth a lot. Of it. We, we're not saying Raw's great, SmackDown's great, and the pay-per-views are great. We're not, we, we talk about more negative stuff than we do positive stuff. So we're not, I, I'm, I'm a little biased because I just feel like if you if you if you call yourself or you people claim you to be the best in the world, regardless regardless of who you are, you 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 have to do that on the main <clears throat> stage. And I think the WWE is the main stage. And people, you know, fans might think New Japan is is, is the main stage or, or the new main stage. But I think for me to get more people to look at you and more millions of people to know who Okada is, who Omega is, who Nakamura is, who whoever. Or even AJ Styles, they gotta come here. So if if I say, listen, if someone tells me Omega's been in Shawn Michaels, I'm I'm gonna be like, how? How can you tell me this guy or or anybody from New Japan who who hasn't been on the main stage can be better or you know be more popular than coming to 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 McMahon and them? That, that and that you know that's just me. I'm not saying I'm not saying he's more popular than John Cena. I mean that's that's crazy because John Cena uh, is in movies and he's you know he's in Hollywood. And he's doing all that kind of thing. You know he may not be as, as popular, uh, but you can say that he's a better in-ring performer. I think that is an objective uh, thing to say if you just watch the matches. You know he's a, he's a better in-ring performer than everyone in WWE outside of maybe AJ Styles. I don't think I don't think that's a crazy thing to say just because they're in WWE. Now, are there great performers in WWE who can't do the things that they that they would be able to do in New Japan? Certainly, of course. There's a ton of talent there, but WWE is entertainment. New Japan is a, is more about the in ring. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at it. You know, I, if I want if I want to watch it, I get somewhat interesting angles. Not always, you know, entertainers and mic work. I watch WWE. If I want to watch just the pure in ring, uh, you know. The, 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 the work I mean the, the in-ring wrestling I watched New Japan it's better mm. and you know what real quick that's where I and I told Graham many times that's where I differentiate where you know yeah the wrestling will come I don't mind watching a, a great wrestling match but if if there's no story behind it if there's no reason for me or any casual fan to be emotionally invested into what's going on, if I'm if I'm at home flicking the remote and I see a match, okay, yeah, this guy, this guy, oh great, but why are they fighting? I'm more about the, you know the the storylines, the uh, the rivalries, the entertainment value. I'm more about that because I know the match will, the the match could could bomb. For all we know, but if you if if you get me invested in that story, I could be like, you know what. This sound this sounds like like it might be a pretty good match. Then the match would come either it's great or it's not. So I'm more about the entertainment value more that can hook me into watching match. You can't tell me oh tonight on Raw we got Enzo against Cedric and I'm be like uh okay why are they fighting? G- give me a reason why. If there's no story which Raw and SmackDown has been like that for quite some time, there's this if there's no story I don't want to see the Bar and Seth Rollins for the for the eighty fourth time. I don't. Well, there there are there are great stories in New Japan, but they're just told a little bit differently because of the language barrier. Mm. So it's, it's and, and they tell much more like long term stories. Like this Okada Naito match at Wrestle Kingdom, that was a four year story that they told. 
It's a, it's a much long, I mean, it's like, it's like an epic, like, Game of Thrones type, like, long story. It isn't a quick, you know, hot shot story like WWE, and it's much more subtle than the WWE stuff, because you can't, I mean, you, you can't listen, you can't listen to Okada's promo if you don't speak Japanese. So you have to kind of follow things outside of that. That's what, that's where it really differs. Um, it, so there, there are stories in New Japan, and they're very good stories, but if there's not that, then the, the mic work is just not there. If you want to listen to The Miz, it's all up cool. I find it very, very, very entertaining. You're not really going to get that in New Japan. Mm. Graham? I mean, I agree. I'm definitely kind of on both sides of the bench where I love a great match. Don't get me wrong. I think Jericho and Omega, it, it, it was a little bit of both. It kind of had the WWE feel to it because it wasn't like a technical masterpiece. Right. It was by no means like a five-star Matt classic. Yeah, it wasn't but Bret they Hart. told an amazing story. Mm-hmm. You know, it, that's the thing. If you watch this compared to Okada and Omega, that match in the ring is better, but this was a way better match in terms of telling a better story because Jericho was great. Omega's also amazing and arguably the best in the world along with Okada, but I don't know. How did WWE feel to it, which is why I thought that match worked so well. And we talked about it last week, Randy, but um, Jericho knows the WWE style better than anyone else. He's been doing it for 20 fucking years. Mm-hmm. So if anyone can take that style and bring it to New Japan and do the WWE style better than WWE does, it, it's amazing. Anyone can do, if anyone can do that, it's Chris Jericho, which is why I thought that match was brilliant. Um, but I'm, I'm in a complete agreement with both of you guys where I'm kind of on both sides of the fence where I don't watch New Japan regularly. I just I can't get into it as a regular product. But what I do see, I'm fascinated by because it's amazing content. But at the end of the day, I'm a WWE guy through and through. And I'm there for the stories being told. Not only the in-ring action, you can have an amazing match mm-hmm. like Shawn Michaels and Taker, but the reason why that is regarded as one of the greatest matches of all time was also because of the story being told going into it. So I'm right. on both sides as well. I think, and I, I agree with you, Graham, about about uh, Omega Jericho being uh, a very WWE type match. Almost, I mean, it almost uh, reminded me of some of the, the amazing Attitude Era matches with you know cables and blood and that type of thing. Um, and I think that's a huge testament to not only Jericho as an older guy being able to do that, um, but also to Omega adapting his style. That's not his style, and, he, and you feel able to do that um, pretty, you know, pretty seamlessly. seamlessly and when the time comes that he does leave New Japan, you know, in probably a couple of years, comes to WWE, I think he's going to be a huge star at WWE. Just I mean, the way that he's able to, you know, like a glove, just kind of go right into that style of wrestling. Um, I think he, I think he's, I think he's amazing, and I really do. And I don't even think he's the best, but I think, he's, I think he's fantastic. Well, fellas, man, yeah, I agree. I think, I think he is WWE down before long. Absolutely. Whether it get, whether it's in a few years, next year, whatever, I completely agree. I think mm-hmm. people will soon realize, <laughs> Randy. That he is oh, one of the best man. people in the world uh, through by coming to WWE. The people that I hope hear this show and hear Graham say, and I, a half hour ago, the Bullet Club was better than <laughs> NWO. That cannot be erased from, from, from the audio, from my head. He said that. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here. I think around my little bullet club shirt. Oh my I think. Uh, I think what Grant meant was was just the, the consistency and the longevity more than the actual impact, right? I mean, is that that's yeah. Exactly. Uh, how long? Don't... How long was the NWO hot for? Like a year. You know, bullet club has been Whoa, hot now for quite time a time. while, and uh, and it's still going. I think it's actually getting hotter. They're going to be running their own their own. Pro wrestling card? Are you going, Randy? Are you going to go to the big Bullet Club card on September first? Um, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> are you? Are you going? 
if it's if it's in the Southern California area, you're damn right, right I'm going. I'm gonna be at TWC on Friday night, baby. Listen, I'm not. I'm not saying that the NWO was not flawed. I'm not saying that even DX had flaws. Um, I'm just saying that for it to be hot, it, you know, if if you're telling me Bullet Club is going on five years, NWO being hot peak, you know, being the the, the talk of the of the world, I would say no more than three years. After that. That's where you start getting the, the 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 wolf pack, the red and black, and the white and black, and they they try to reform it with the two thousand with Bret Hart and Jeff Jarrett. See that point, I checked out of the NWO. I talk about the initial impact, what it did for the for 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 the for the landscape of wrestling. Um, every Monday night, eight seven eight million people watching every Monday night. And Mark, you know that for a fact. Eight million people watching Nitro and Raw. Because of what they did, and then the man changed changed the game up. It's the Stone Cold was the Rocks, the DX. So I think I'm more. I would defend that time more than I will. I would defend now. Not saying I'm old school and I won't change, but I think when people say X Y Z is better than something that happened 20 years ago, I think people are, are, are a little too quick. Whether it's Bullet Club, whether it's this guy, this this match. You know, a match can ha- a match can happen last week, and people say, "Oh, it's the greatest WrestleMania match of all time." And it's like, "Whoa, the match happened like ten minutes ago." Let's chill. That's how that's how we are. But um, I'm always happy to to talk wrestling with you guys. Again, Mark Raimondi from MMAfighting.com, Graham Matthews from Bleacher Report. Um, always great having you on. Oh, and Mark, by the way, before I close out, um, Ronda Rousey, she wants to go to WWE or New Japan. Yeah, I thought so. Um, anyway, there's no, there's no women wrestling in New Japan. <laughs> well, she 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 can create her own, right? She's that big of a star. She can create her own division. Maybe I may see her on Friday at PWG. Oh. So I'll ask her. She goes to PWG all the time. Mm-hmm. Do you even know what PWG, PWG is, Randy? Can we get you out to one of these shows? Can we get you out to LA? What do I? If I know what PWG stands for, listen. Yes. I told Grant, I'm not going to sit here and act like I know a whole lot. So pro wrestling, <laughs> it could be pro wrestling global for all, all I know, all I care. What is it? What, what does PWG stand for? Pro wrestling gorilla. I, 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 I was, I was close. I was close. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get you, we got to get you out to the PWG show, man. Come on. Let's, let's do it. Hey, hey man, I, I, I'm all open for it. If, if it's California, if, if it's here in New York, I'm, I'm all open for it. But Mark, Thank you very much. Gramp, thank you very much. First time we're doing it all together on the show, two out of three falls. Uh, check it out, soundcloud.com slash cruise control podcast. It'll be on iTunes tomorrow night. Uh, Mark, Gramp, thank you again, and I appreciate it. Thanks, man. All right, man. Next week. All right, guys. That was fun. <laughs> all right. <laughs>